0: Shane's Life, episode 22, at Shane's Pod is the Instagram handle. This week, we're talking NBA finals, we're talking baseball, and we're talking a whole lot of gambling. Shane's Life as a Fantasy Draft is filmed before a live studio audience. <laughs> All right, we're here. Hey, Gorman. Hey. What's up, Greg? Hey, Gorman's the Instagram handle. Don't take my name, Daniel. What's up? Your Twitter. So, I'm wait, at-
1: am, I the, uh, am I the resident Twitter person for the show like do i do i represent the show on twitter
0: wow uh i think you you do a fair job representing twitter on the show i think that's a better (laughs) take okay yeah yeah i don't have twitter anymore um but you can find me at uh just find me at, at shane's pod on instagram
2: i have a lot of auto post tweets
0: that's good yeah.
1: That's what the world needs more of. <laughs> yeah, John Gorman's out here advocating for the Russian bots. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: why I love Ovechkin. Speaking of bots, guys, we got some more fan mail. Let's hear it. Was it from, was the, it from a bot? This one, this, I believe, you tell me. Well, I'll read it to you. You tell me if you think it came from a bot. This, is, this came in through the Shane's Life as a fantasy draft email account. Um, what? Yeah, I believe it's, it's Shane's Life. At gmail.com? Is that what the Um, email address
1: is? No, it's it's Shane's Life is a Fantasy Draft at gmail.com. I wasn't aware anybody knew that. Rolls off the tongue. Look,
0: somebody knows it, so I'm going to read this directly. This is a direct transcript of what I have. Okay. Um, So I'm not going to autocorrect or anything of that nature. It's It's a a Nigerian prince
1: asking for our bank account number. Here we go.
0: (laughs) All right. Dear Shane's Life is a Fantasy Draft... As you have abusing yourself in front of screen when you visited porn websites, your pocket computer was infected with virus. As a result, secure vulnerability, your web browser. The meticulous program records all the actions at your portable computer. And among others, it keep an eye out for cocky of the sites which you browse. And the key benefit of the given malware is that it could bring into action webcam and download all contact information from your mailbox. And moreover, I have login to yours email and social networking websites, so I have video materials and pictures where you been the dummy, and in the altogether. If you do not wish the photographs to be out and be delivered to all your fellows, your family members, I recommend the succeeding decision option. You should pay to me Bitcoin money bag, 399 US dollars in BTC. After having received of money, I will eliminate dirt on you, and you would never again remember about me. Conversely, in a case, if I don't get the monies within 25 hours after you have opened that message, I'm going to deliver all the dirty dirt on you, of yours closely related people and coworkers and also across social media platforms for general estimation of yours activity <laughs> and they put it and so this is so succinct at the end ps my my language knowledge isn't good enough as i'm not a native speaker anyway you would to understand me it's true i <laughs> would to understand uh, guys <laughs> i th- i think we're being extorted by yoda <laughs>
2: The jokes, uh, th- th- I mean, the jokes really on him or it or her or I'm not sure because they're aware we don't have friends, right?
0: <laughs> I'm, well, I'm afraid they're going to hack the Shane's pod Instagram
2: and pictures and of me beating like, my dummy. Both our followers will be mad.
1: <laughs> and they're they're going to send out what the photographs that we've each taken of food that we've made.
0: Yeah, well, guys, this could be the end of the pod.
1: Well, yeah, I'm certainly not giving him three hundred ninety nine uh, dollars worth of Bitcoin. Isn't that like two Bitcoins? Like, aren't Bitcoins super expensive?
2: It's like I point, think that's like point, a it's a point. like point point one Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I don't even know how
2: that exchange would even work. I'm not sure. How would we even get a Bitcoin? <laughs> I <think> like, we, <laughs> we can't just go to the store.
1: No, who had bit? Who had bit recently? Who had Bitcoin? I a had celebrity. a Bitcoin. No, no Bitcoin. No, no, a real celebrity, not you. Oh, um, didn't someone like Fifty Cent have? Yeah, Fifty oh, Cent. Oh, Fifty had, like, Cent. Yeah, had a ton of Bitcoin, and then all of a sudden he didn't. Yeah, because then yeah, because he sold it to pay off all his debt.
0: <laughs> I think they just—he's switching his rap name to Half Bitcoin. No longer will he be. 50 well, I mean, sex. if he
1: wants to stay popular with young people, what about I think yeah, that's, what about what fifty bit? Ooh, fifty bit. Fifty that's bit. That's like works.
0: a video game. Yeah, that but works. But can I?
1: Well, yeah. Except, I mean, it's a video game that like sixty four bits went out of style like twenty years ago. Like Sega Genesis was sixty four bit How many? No, bits Sega are... Genesis was sixteen. No, I'm bits, sorry, Thirty two. Thirty two. No. And, how many bits are we up to now? No, uh, we're up to like basically nin- live action. All the, the bits.
0: Nintendo <laughs> Nintendo was eight. Sega Genesis Correct. was 16. PlayStation was 32. Nintendo 64 aptly named at 64. Yeah. Ah. PlayStation 2 and Dreamcast were 128. Okay. And yeah. then I think we just stopped counting after
1: that. Yeah, there were yes. just
0: too many bits. Now, so we, many bits
1: but to get back to get back to our fan here. Yeah. Um, he I think it was written by point... an actual
0: fan. Yeah, this one sounds more like it came from an actual fan. Yeah, but he said Chris from Connecticut or
1: she Chris from Connecticut said um, uh, uh, at some point in the middle there, if we if we pay the money, we are going to forget about him. So he has some sort of mind erasing device like it like in Men in Black. That sounds amazing stuff.
0: I believe we talked about this. This this device on a recent show we did we just wish we could just flash this device
1: the, and the forget answer?
0: things. No, for for NCAA tournament championships.
1: Yes. Oh yeah, well yeah, they are going to do that. Uh, Villanova's, I'm sure, getting their their, their uh, championship erased. Oh no, did question. Villanova even win the championship. I don't even they remember did. Anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I it totally makes sense that, that you guys. wouldn't remember because <laughs> it never <laughs> happened. <laughs> It will, it will have never happened. It will have never happened.
0: Soon. I just have one thing to say to this thing that left us this message. Us alone, leave us, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the show. John. What? Can the Cavs keep up with the C's? Yes. We learned course. a lot from game one.
2: Speak yeah, on. of course they can. They have LeBron and... It, if if Brad's if LeBron can overcome Brad Stevens's savant like coaching, yes, they can. They're clearly the more talented team and they have by far the best player on the court. Well, I'm not too I'm not will, too concerned. I,
1: I will grant you that anytime LeBron James sets foot on the court, he is the best player on the court in this series. But I will not stand idly by while you besmirch the names of, of uh Jason Tatum and Terry Rozier. Oh, they've been playing outstanding. I, f- I feel like they're the second and third best players in this series. <laughs> they t- they absolutely. Are. I mean, it, I, honestly, like I, six years ago, yeah, Kevin Love would have been easily the second best player in this series. But since Kevin Love was dealt to Cleveland, I, he's not the same dude. No, well, he, he's Kevin not the st- Kevin Love that, that was in Minnesota. Kevin Love was your classic racking up stats on a bad team guy. Yeah, so... Who's next in Cleveland? J.R. Smith, Kyle Corver, George Hill. None of the guys they got at the trade deadline contributed at all against Toronto. They can't create in a their own sweep. shots. So, okay. So, yes, LeBron James is the best. Uh, but after that, I think Boston's got the better team, you know, two through 12.
2: Is this like, so, a, is, is sorry, is this like a classic case of, like, 2004 Pistons
1: over the Lakers? I've... I've been trying to figure out what in the hell is going on with these Boston Celtics. I've been trying to figure it out for these whole playoffs because minus Kyrie Irving and obviously minus Gordon Hayward from from the start of the season, I don't understand why they're so good. It doesn't make any sense. And I know this is going to run super counter to everything I'm going to say later on in the show. I, it's all on. It's, it, it feels like it's all on Brad Stevens. I think you're right? Right. Like,
0: Brad so Stevens
1: has his, said
0: that you should, that people should not give him as much credit as he, they've been he giving He would him say memory. that.
1: Here's, here's the thing. He's doing, he's doing the thing that you never see out of coaches because they're always scared for their jobs. And I feel like Brad Stevens is not scared for his job so he can do something that most coaches won't do. So against Philadelphia, what he did was all right, Ben Simmons. All right. You know, you're going to score. We're not going to stop you from driving the lane and scoring. So we're not going to collapse the lane on you, right? We're not going to send extra defenders. So what happened? Philadelphia's three-point attempts were way down. You're not going to make good shooters shoot significantly worse, right? The good three-point shooters, you know, J.J. Redick is going to shoot his percentage no matter what. So how do you make J.J. Redick irrelevant? You don't give him the ability to shoot. You know, so instead of five three-point attempts, he's only taking two or three, and if he's still hitting 33%, that's fine. He's only hitting, you know, one, maybe two, instead of th- three or four. So what they can do, what, the way to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers is, go ahead, LeBron, get to the basket, get all the dunks you want. We're going to take threes on the other end, and you're only going to hit, th- uh, you know, the best player in the game hits 60% of his shots at the rim. So go ahead, hit your 60% of shots at the rim, we're not going to let you kick the ball out for threes with Corver and, and, and J.R. Smith. And you're going to lose, you know, 95 to 80 because you, LeBron James isn't scoring 100 points in a game, in every game. Well, I mean, so, look, those
0: two numbers balance themselves out very nicely. If you make 60% of your twos and you make 40% of your threes, guess what? You've got a tie game. Yeah. So now that we've seen a game, give me your predictions.
1: Celtics in six. Ooh, Cavs in seven. Oh, man. I think the cell. I think, Brad, I don't understand it. I don't, I, I kind of understand it, but I I love, I, I kind of like it. I hate, it- this feels so bad. I kind of hate both of these teams with-, with righteous sports hatred. And I would like for them both to lose. But I think the Celtics have the better team, like I said, two through twelve. And I, I just I feel like they're they're going to win out. I don't I don't see I don't see how LeBron can do to Boston what he just did to Toronto. Greg, where, where do you see this series going?
0: Celtics and five gentlemen's sweep. Oh. Wow. Oh, uh, you get beat by 30 something points in game one. You're in trouble because uh, guess what? let's say you go to Cleveland and you even and you do three quarters as good as you did, you're going to win the game. I I just don't see I don't see the home court playing any sort of advantage into Cleveland's hands. And I think I don't think LeBron's going to have an answer for the Cavs.
1: I think I mean, the Cavs are going to be a lot better at home than they are in Boston because everyone on the Cavs is a role player and it's basically been shown over the course of of history in the nba that role players play significantly better at home than they do on the road. Uh, you're going to see a better performance from the Cavs once they get back to cleveland.
0: oh i'm sure you'll see a better performance i don't think i don't think you'll see a winning performance. wow. i think it'll be close. i think it'll be like 111-103. something wow. like that, but i i just they were outplayed. I, you know, th- th- it's one of those situations where you can sometimes you can see, OK, oh, you know, they just really got outplayed on this particular day. And maybe they were only they were playing possum a little bit. Like, let's see, let, let them show what they got and then we'll make adjustments for the next game. That was just a that was a,
1: a beat they, down. They ran, they ran them out of the gym. It was, it was speed. Is, yeah, yeah, it
0: was a speed thing. And, and the Celtics were faster. And, and there's and I'm sorry, the Cavs cannot be as fast as the Celtics. They just cannot be.
2: No, they'd no, have to true.
0: they'd have to grind him down,
2: which is exactly. ultimately the game that they want to play. But I think Brad Stevens
1: has shown that he can coach that. He can that. play with that. I, yeah. yeah, he can he can beat that. You yeah. know, he slowed he slowed down the Sixers and he rendered Ben Simmons obsolete a little bit mm-hmm. and he rendered Joel Embiid useless. And you know, he let, let Simmons drive the lane and, and stop the Cavs or the Sixers from doing what they wanted to do. Yep. And that's really good. But, like, the, the, reason, uh, the reason why I say, you know, you don't see that a lot from coaches is because, you know, <laughs> imagine the coach going to the, the front office guys and the owner and be like, OK, guys, for the next series, here's my strategy. Let LeBron James score. <laughs>
0: It's a good exactly. strategy when you it's think re- about it. Like, exactly. maybe he'll put 50 up on you,
1: but guess yeah. what? No one else is scoring. No one else is scoring. We're not going to double LeBron James. LeBron James will shoot better than his average, but, you know, he's still going to shoot 60%. He's still going to miss 4 out of 10 shots.
2: By the way, I want to I clean something up here. Um, yeah.
0: LeBron only scored 15 points. Oh, yes. LeBron was a, was a non-factor in this game. He was... <laughs> was a Lenon factor yes <laughs> they well, were like they were like minus 39 when he was on the court I, yeah but I also i mean i don't think he played the fourth quarter
2: no he didn't he sat he only played 36 minutes
1: yeah so good he needed to take a little break He did. yeah i mean they they gave up they gave up that, i mean he was 36 he 7 and 9 a break. Uh, i'm sorry he was 7 9 and 15 like he almost put up a triple double <laughs> that's a
0: pretty that's a weak triple
1: double. Yeah, okay, you can call, you can call it a weak triple double, but I mean, God, LeBron James is so good. Put up 11, 10 and 10. <laughs> L. Fultz did that in a playoff
0: game. I was so <laughs> proud of him. Of course he did. Uh let's let's switch coasts here. Let's go over to the Western Conference. Houston Golden State. This is for all the marbles in the NBA right here. The yes. winner of this should get the trophy. Yes. This I believe the, they will.
2: This is the classic Dallas versus San Francisco NFC championship
0: that decides Absolutely. The, the Super Bowl. Absolutely. And because I'm a firm believer in whatever happens in game one is going to decide the series, what can we expect from game one? And then ultimately, what can we expect from the series? I think We game, expect
1: a lot of running a lot of running up and down the court, a lot of uh, three-pointers early in the shot clock, a lot of people forgetting that they pooped all over the seven seconds or less offense. A lot of... (laughs) (laughs) Like, like I just, I want for Mike D'Antoni at the end of this series, regardless of who wins, to to just take a mic drop moment and be like, look... These are the two clearly best teams in the NBA Head and shoulders better than everybody else And they've run my offense That you all pooped all over From 15 years ago <laughs> And You know I, So we're going to see a lot of running We're see a lot of three-pointers um, A lot of uh, Amin Al-Hassan uh, put it best uh, Earlier uh, He said the, the Warriors Yeah, you want to talk about their stars and their three-point shooting They have eight guys who are pass on the level of starting caliber point guards in this league that is so true (laughs) right uh, (laughs) kevin Durant, steph curry uh clay thompson draymond green andre guadala uh uh, sean livingston they're all great passers and david west was the the other guy these guys are all excellent passers and so the ball movement that you're going to see from golden state is amazing and the ball, uh, you know, Clyde Frazier always says that the ball moves faster than the guy, right? right. You, can't, you can't run faster than the ball moves when the, when the ball is being passed around. So they're going to find open shooters and they are going to just, uh, it's going, it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. I am so stoked for this series. Um, I think, yeah, the
2: first game is definitely going to be just running. It's going to be a total track meet because the two teams are going to try and decide, okay, what type of game should we play that will be most advantageous? Like, Golden State's very famous for beating other teams at their own game the way San Antonio was for so many years. Uh, So I'd be curious to see if Golden State wants to keep that pace going or if they get, like, run out the gym in game one if they decide to, to grind things down a little bit.
1: And I can definitely see uh, Golden State possibly getting run out of the gym. Like, that's, that's not where my prediction's going to be if we're going to do predictions. Right. But, like, Houston being at home, you know, Ariza is going to be able to hit a bunch of shots. Uh, you know, obviously James Harden and, and, and Chris Paul are going to get theirs. So you could see one of those nights where Houston takes 53 pointers and hits 30 of them. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you could, you could see that tonight. I
2: think we all know, though, like, w- like when it comes to what we expect out of game one and what that portends for the series, I think it's very crucial to ask this question. Where is Zaza Pachulia <laughs> and how close will he be to James Harden?
1: Oh, mm. That's the scary thing, though, right? Because of how athletic Clint Capella is, I don't know if the Warriors can afford to put Zaza Pachulia out there for twelve minutes. You know, I don't know that if they can afford to give him enough time to roll onto James Harden's legs.
0: Only takes one minute. Step back takes about a second. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to be guarding him either; just be close by.
1: I guess that that would be. I do. You know, given how competitive all these guys are. That's really something that I've always wondered. Like, how is it possible that nobody's ever just gone out and just taken someone out of a game?
0: I think we saw Zaza I, do it last year. I feel like year. Zaza did it to Kawhi, like, twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, did it
2: twi- he did it twice. That's right. That's not the first time he did that.
0: Yeah, he, he's kind of known for that move. That's kind of... They call that the Zaza.
1: And <laughs> didn't uh, Kelly Olenek yank... Uh, Kevin Love's arm out of his shoulder. Yes, that did
0: happen. White on white crime. That's like, that's like when you got, like, the G.I. Joes back in the day, and you grabbed the arm and had that little rubber band thing in it. And yes. you just kind of yank on it. Yeah. He he's, yeah. He's just wanted to see how, how, how it worked. That's all. <laughs> so, what, so what say you? Let's just, let's, let's, tonight, predictions tonight. The game is tonight. Tomorrow when this comes out, we can all have it on wax. What do we think yeah. the final score is for tonight? For tonight, or tonight, game one, game one. So when this comes out tomorrow, people can think that we really just reported true, I true got, facts.
1: I yeah, I got Rockets one fifteen, Golden State one hundred and one. I've oh. got, I've got Rockets one thirty four,
2: Golden State one twenty nine.
1: At the end of the third quarter.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> they actually just take the fourth quarter off because everyone's just so damn tired. <laughs> so I think what's interesting is obviously the Rockets are going to be quick and fast on offense. I think Golden State can really slow the game down. And I think that's important. I think if Golden State slows the game down on their end and is, just, and is precise, I think they can win the game. Uh, will they do that in game one? No, but I still think they get the win tonight either way. I'm going to go with 112-101 is your final score, Rockets.
1: We all have the home team taking the first game here. We do. It's a hot take. You know what they say. You know what they say. The series doesn't start until a road team wins. Right. I actually, I feel this could be one of those series where the road team doesn't win. Right. And you just get four wins for the home mm. Rockets. Like I'm I could see that happening.
0: I could. Oh, I see. I see where you're going. Or what I mean, why couldn't Golden State just pick up the first two and then just polish them off in in San Francisco? That could also happen. I have no <laughs> idea
2: what to expect from this series. I really don't like the, the regular season didn't really like it wasn't really instructive.
1: No, because the uh, both teams had injury concerns over the course of the season. Right. But those concerns have not shown up at all in the playoffs, which is nice. Right. Until it's tonight. <laughs> no, I don't know. I
0: haven't watched the game yet.
1: Well, it hasn't been played yet.
0: Yeah, it hasn't been played. It, uh, it starts at 9 o'clock. Five, yeah. That's sweet.
1: Can as you as imagine you get off work?
0: You, you get off work, you just go to the game. Seven minutes That's all night. right. That's all right. Let's see if we can finish recording in seven minutes. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Hurry up through the A block. (laughs) All right. Uh, We're going to switch gears right now to the octagon. Austin Lane and Greg Hardy, two former NFL rejects, face off for an MMA tilt in June. Daniel, how badly do you want to see Greg Hardy get
1: knocked the what out? So... I don't know. I that that sounds that sounds mean, right? Like I don't, I don't wish ill upon anybody. I wish that the criminal justice system was served a little bit better, and that he faced harsher penalties as does anyone who is actually guilty of domestic abuse. Um, but with that I said, wish... the justice system failed. So you hope. <laughs> I hope Austin Lane just absolutely whoops him and uh something I don't think I've ever seen. I haven't watched a lot of MMA fighting, but I feel like if this happened I would have seen it on on like Sports Center. I want his I want the Austin Lane to just grab the back of Greg Hardy's head and rake his face back and forth across the cage like (laughs) they do in WWE. Except for real. Get him juicing a little bit. Yeah, sure steroids right in the middle of his forehead. And neither, this isn't for like any kind of a belt. So what no, do we care is, about? There's a couple of guys duking it out. Yeah. I So don't, they should absolutely be juicing.
2: Um, I find this fight problematic. And I, I, I find it problematic because I don't like that we are making a spectacle and people are, you know, devoting money and time and attention to this farcical fight where people are essentially giving, not convicted obviously, but like actually guilty domestic abusers a chance for either image rehabilitation or a chance to be essentially a pariah in front of a public um, sphere. Like, I don't like that he's in the public eye. I don't like that Dana White's making money off this. I don't like that this fight exists. I would just much prefer Greg Hardy go away quietly.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I Yeah, I, it, I understand that, you know, one doesn't compare to the other, but we don't live in a vacuum, right? So, in And in, I don't want to live in a world where Greg Hardy can still be trading on his name and making money on his name, but NCAA athletes can't. Right. You know what I mean? Like I understand that, that, that I'm talking about two things that don't compare here and they're not mutually exclusive, but we right now live in a world where domestic abuser Greg Hardy gets to make money because he's famous and NCAA athletes can't make money even right. though they are famous yep. and, have done, and have done nothing wrong except follow the rules. 100% I don't like agree. that we live in that world. Uh, it's a bad world to live in. I don't like up. A- Here's
0: how I see it. I see, I, I'm not happy that Greg Hardy gets a second chance. Uh, no. I don't think he deserves one. It's like his um, fifth chance. I, I also don't that think too. he deserves one by beating someone else up. I think that's the absolute worst second chance that he could get. Yeah, right, like,
2: hey, you're kind of edgy. Why don't you do an approximation of that thing you did that got you into trouble? Except this time you could do it in a controlled environment and from
0: a payday. Yeah, I'm not happy about it. With it said, you know, it's happening. I'm not a big fan of MMA. I think I've told you guys before. I find it very uncomfortable watching someone get knocked out. Um, It's just a weird. Like, we look at it for spectacle while someone's, like, J- stammering around, and you know, a referee is jumping in front of somebody who's, you know, lashing out with elbows on someone's temple. I'm not into that, um, but you know, sometimes no, I, I, I sometimes combat- ju- justice
1: can only be served in a cage octagon. <laughs> so yeah, I I, I I i'm not I'm not a big fan of combat sports. I don't, you know, I don't like boxing. I don't like. MMA, I'm just I'm not a fan. I don't understand the appeal of it. I don't, you know, you know what I mean. Like I don't get it.
0: And and I'll say this: I I get queasy when I see an NFL player take a hit and go into that fencing and go into that fencing uh, reflex. That that really kind of messes with me a little bit and i think it's because yeah. i've been there i've been concussed and, and, and like knocked out it's awful and I, I know what that's kind of like i don't really have a great memory of the events but um i remember everybody being around me being very concerned so um yeah
1: because probably someone asked you what the day was and you answered ducks right
0: <laughs> right although when i was a young kid that's probably would have been the answer regardless uh, but it's uh you know It's again, it's one of those situations where what are we going to do? You know, again, you know. The the scumbag prevails somehow, Uh, whoever. I mean, whoever Greg Hardy's PR person is probably should
1: be in the White House. Um, Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Anyone. Yeah. Anyone who's able to rehabilitate uh, these guys in the way that uh, in the way that happens. I feel like this happens a lot. Yeah. And the way that they're, the way that this happens, yeah, absolutely these p r firms, these p r people, they're great at their jobs maybe that's maybe that's how we look at this fight, right We celebrate <laughs> We celebrate the hard work that went into the promotion and you know making people be accepting of these people is that Is that a fair way to do that, or is it's that,
2: a it's a, it, it's a triumph of
0: professional public relations absolutely exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And branding
1: when it's and, done, and, and
0: we should send a belt to Greg Hardy's
1: <laughs> rep. <laughs> what would be what would be the picture on the front of on the front of this uh championship belt? Uh, that's that's a that's
0: tricky a, one. I don't know. I'd it's like good. to put maybe um like a triangle on there because it adds up to 180 degrees and you you turn this guy oh. around somehow. That's uh, very good. Again, I don't feel like he's turned him around. I feel all he did was take the bad part of him and now use that to the advantage of, you know, exploitation, essentially. (laughs) What if we turn your greatest weakness into your greatest strength? (laughs) All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about sports. You're listening to
2: Shane's Life as a Fantasy Draft. Powered
0: by kicks on boop. All right, we're back at Shane's Pod Instagram. I'm really plugging that tonight, guys. Good.
1: Yeah. Really Follow plugging us. it followers. hard. This was, I think, our slow in the history of Shane's Pod at Instagram. I think this was our slowest week of gathering followers. This is true. This has been a rough week. We did accumulate some likes. We are, however, <laughs> if you Google Shane's pod, one word, the very first result is our Instagram account. That
0: also on Apple show. Podcasts, where we live. If you just put we Shane's live. life, boom, we're there. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even have to know the whole thing. No, five stars. Hey. Five stars. You rated us
1: five stars. Thanks, oh. Mom.
0: <laughs> yeah. A lot of people that I know.
1: <laughs> have you met my mom? I, didn't know I, ha- I have
0: not met your mom.: she lives I feel like my mom me, would actually give, she, I feel like she would actually give the show three stars. I, I feel like I, now I've met your mom. Yes. I feel like your mom would listen to the entire back catalog and then give an actual, <laughs> her she actual would. impression of the show. <laughs>
2: she would. and then she'd somehow find a way to tie it back to how good or bad she was as a parent growing up.: well, Of
0: course, oh, he would have to. That's what parents do. <laughs> do
2: did really, I really
0: did I really raise you like that?
2: <laughs> do you really feel that way about the designated hitter?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how do you feel about the designated hitter?
0: I'm for it. Okay, good. Good good. good. Well speaking of designated hitters, let's talk baseball.
1: Let's all
0: right. do that. All right, here we go. Red Sox and Yankees. They are tied with the best record in all of Major League Baseball at twenty eight and twelve. Who has more to prove? Sox with their hard hitting payroll, or the Yankees with their hard swinging lineup can I say
2: neither? ooh okay <laughs> i don't feel like either team has to prove a damn thing. like we expected this. We expected the Yankees and the Red Sox to be this good, yeah. like every, there was nothing point it, like w- how many season previews were like, wow they're pretty much like the same team. Um, like, of course, they're going to be good. They play in the two most fervent baseball markets. They're the two most marketable teams. Arguably, the Cubs are in that conversation. You know, the two of them just facing off, making it all the way to the ALCS, like, I don't, I, I don't see how any of this is, like... Like, if, if one team wins the World Series and the other doesn't, I don't think there's going to be, like, massive house cleanings at either squad.
1: no. No, I. No, they
0: did all that last year. So yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> well, I, one of the things, I mean, people seem to forget. People always forget this. Uh, one of the things people seem to forget is that Mike Stanton, Giancarlo Stanton, has been striking out forever, right? So people were like, "Oh, Giancarlo Stanton that was a bad move by the Yankees." Oh no, no, no he'll be fine. He's going to hit fifty home runs and one hundred and twenty RBIs. He'll be fine.
2: Yeah, I'll take he. He'll strike out more than he walks.
1: Yeah. He'll strike you know. out. Yeah.
2: I, what was it? Oh, he he's has more strikeouts than singles.
1: Yes. Um, wow. So someone just recently became the first major league baseball player. He's neither a Yankee nor a Red Sox. Became the first major league baseball player to get 100 strikeouts before he got to 100 singles. Ooh. So hold, <laughs> hold on while I look that up. But also I wanted to point out. Um, that the Red Sox started the season eighteen and two. Red Good Sox point. started the season eighteen and two. Since then they are ten and what six. That was right to tougher. To me. Ten and ten. They, they so, had to play yeah, the Yankees. Just, yeah. <laughs> they just they went three and one against the Yankees
2: last week.
0: Like I don't think there's. Uh,
2: we all expected the Yankees to win that division. I'm sorry, they went one
0: and three against the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees went three and one. Yeah.
2: Like, we all expected the Yankees to win that division. The Red Sox finishing in second in that division is exactly what they should be doing.
0: I'm going to say that I think they both do have something to prove, especially after the seasons they had last year. I think the Red Sox have more to prove in the long run, in the end of the season. But I think as far as stats go, the Yankees have more to prove. The Yankees need to just be piling up runs this year uh, because they really went out and designed a team around that premise. So I think that uh, you should see a lot of home runs coming from that team. Not a lot of RBIs that you're going to get are only going to be coming off home runs for the most part. Yes. But uh, I think they do have a lot to prove in that respect. Um, All right. So who's proved themselves worthy through 40 games, would you say?
1: Oh, I. Yeah, both teams. I these, You're these stay both, with both teams are, okay. are really good. Yeah, I say they're both, both really teams. good, and yeah, yeah they, they both have a great chance of advancing to the World Series. I'm and gonna the only say. Reason, I'm sorry. Oh,
0: uh, go ahead. No,
1: I was just gonna say the only reason the Yankees don't advance the, to the World Series is because the Red Sox do. It's it's one of those two teams from representing the AL this year.
2: I do think we forget
1: the Astros. Yes, I have already forgotten the Astros. Yes. They <laughs> have that short guy at second base. So,
0: so I have the Astros, so but don't worry.
2: The Astros have been, and they've been good, you know, and they could conceivably win it again. That team's built to be good forever.
1: <laughs> um, so, like... Didn't, didn't Justin Verlander just throw another, like, 11-inning yeah. no-hitter but he's, lose one nothing? He's insane. The guy is a robot. Um, but I
2: think... <sighs> I just think we're, I think we're in good shape. Like I think everything in baseball on the AL side is shaking out exactly the way we expected it to.
1: Not so much on the NL side. I don't. Who follows the NL? Nobody. Uh, the New York Mets in the first inning of a game last week batted out of order. That was incredible. I love the <laughs> fact
0: that they handed. <laughs> They handed the ump before the game, a handwritten card, <laughs> and then the computer printed batting lineup that they hang in the dugout, which was clearly done way ahead of time as compared to this handwritten lineup, was different. And they had just hit a double. And then they <laughs> batted out of order for the third out of the
1: inning. For the third out with a runner on second base. <laughs> I got
2: to say, baseball's never been odder. <laughs> um, no the nl so i just cursory looked at the nl standings and other than the dodgers being sub 500 it looks exactly the way it's
0: supposed to i i'm gonna say so i'm gonna answer the original questions who's proven themselves over 40 games more i'm gonna say the yankees after okay. a, a pretty slow start they they are you know, beating the Red Sox last week, you know, three out of three out of four. That's that's big for that team. I think yeah, you know, it was one of those slow start and I, it's their kind of crescendoing. I, I hope the crescendo continues and doesn't fizzle out at the all star break. Um but I, I think that they have proven themselves as a team that's going to be a team in the long run. They're gonna have some growing pains, okay. they're gonna they're gonna play together and they're gonna win together. Um and again, they—they they they, they are. That's right. Don't let them
1: off the hook, though. Um, my only, my only reason I might disagree, right, is uh, the Red Sox last year hit no home runs. I don't think they hit a single home run for the season. Uh, this year they are clearly hitting. A lot more home runs. They I believe they already have more Grand Slams this year than they had all of last year. The Mookie Betts is, Mookie Betts has bulked up significantly. Yeah. The team is already significantly better batting or slugging than they were last year. So I think we are looking at uh I think they, they answered the biggest question, right? They had there was one huge question about the Red Sox. It's how are they gonna keep up with the home runs? And they've answered that question. So I think you know uh, they've they've really proven a lot through the first 40 games of the season
0: definitely proven more than last year that's for sure um yeah they weren't great yeah so uh pretend you just were drafted in the first round of the nfl seems plausible thursday night yeah hey i got called my name got called You probably got some big plans for that contract money right sure Why not? The the new savior in Buffalo, Josh Allen, is planning on saving his rookie contract money. Uh, So guys, we're going to play fill in the blank. This is a great idea because you might not get a second contract. (laughs)
1: Oh, man, I shouldn't let you go first. (laughs) Uh, Because the cost of living in the city of Buffalo is way cheap. And yeah, he's not getting a second contract, so he may as well save the money for his first one. So this is
2: this is how I see it, right? Like your first contract is what, like four years, right?
0: With he's fit, he's with a the fifth new year f- option.
2: Yeah, he's the new flashy thing in Buffalo, right? He'll get endorsement money. Right?
1: Whoa, so he- whoa, whoa.
0: I'm just what? saying he'll
2: he'll get endorsement money, not what like is he going to endorse. No, he's
0: gonna get like the Safe Light repair and right, and, right, and, right, you right. <laughs> what I'm saying Burr, is Buffalo.
2: Like, let's just say. So Marshawn Lynch very famously spent like none of his NFL contract money. Um, like you can live off of you know even if you if you even if you want to live like very modestly, which he seems for all intents and purposes like the type of person who would. Um, Like, you can do that and just bank your contract. And then, like, let's say you get a second contract after that. Then maybe then you can go a little ham. Because after that, you're due for a big pay increase if you perform well. Or let's say you don't get a second contract. Then you have, like, all that money to play with for the rest of your life.
0: I think he should invest it. I'm sure he's going to. That's what I think he should do.
2: Yes. They, they, They... NFL players have financial planners. Some are better than others. I feel like he's going to be one of those put the money away, don't think about it kind of guys.
0: Well, either way, good luck, Josh Allen. Good luck, Josh Allen. Please be better than I
1: think you are. He won't. He didn't <sighs> throw for 2,000 yards. Do you think he could win? He wasn't all conference in the Mountain West Conference, that notably, you know, quarterback-heavy conference.
2: (laughs) He wanted to throw a ball clear over the mountains, and he did. Problem was, the field's down here, pal. The other team caught it. (laughs) Do you see Jalen Ramsey, like, quote-tweeted him, like a a gif of him throwing a pass, and he said, that's a pick waiting to happen? (laughs) I love Jalen Ramsey.
0: Oh boy! All right, let's get out of here. We're gonna come back. We're, we're gonna get. Uh, we're gonna get a little political, a little sport political up in here.
1: It's been a while. You know what? It's been a while.
0: It's been. I'm a, ready. It's been a long while. We'll
1: be. We'll be. We'll be right back. Wrestling, sports, movies, and more. The Geeks Unlimited Squad is always mic'd up and speaking on the world of nerd. Geeks Unlimited keeps your ears lit with the announcers' table, professional wrestling's hottest podcast that you haven't listened to hosted by B-Rye and our very own Canadian screw-up, Daniel Govertz. Hey, that's me. The homie Steve is Talking Flicks with the aptly titled podcast Talking Flicks. And, of course, this impressive pod, Shane's Life is a Fantasy Draft. Check them out on Apple iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. Subscribe and share, listen and learn. Don't forget to slide into those DMs on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Geeks Unlimited, taking over the world, one podcast at a time.
0: Today the Supreme Court in a 6 to 3 decision ruled that states can now s- start gambling on professional and amateur sports. For 49 states this is a huge deal. Daniel. Yeah, oh, what's up? I think Daniel left the show. Now that no now man. that it, now that we
1: need a lawyer Daniel's gone. Well, yeah, I mean neither uh, of you've paid the retainer, so
0: <laughs> I gave you a dollar once. <laughs> I told you I was going to keep you on retainer with that dollar. I gave you an actual retainer.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's slightly used, but you got it. Didn't even fit.
1: Daniel, break break this down for us a little bit. Sure. So the Supreme Court, uh, what they did was they struck down a national law that made uh, gambling in the United States on the federal level illegal. And the Supreme Court, Justice Alito, wrote uh, for the majority in the 6-3 decision that the legalization of sports gambling requires an important policy choice, but that choice is not ours to make, ours referencing the federal government. Uh, Congress can regulate sports gambling directly, but if it elects not to do so, each state is free to act on its own. So... Every state in the United States now can decide whether or not they would like sports gambling allowed in their states. So states like New Jersey and Florida already have the infrastructure set up. They already have legalized gambling. Maryland as well. Um, so they already have legalized gambling. And now they will be able to uh, legalize sports gambling in those states, which I'm sure I, I think New Jersey had already like written and passed the law saying that it was allowed. So what this means is every state, <laughs> any state now that's going to want to keep a basketball, baseball, or football team is going to have to pass a law legalizing sports gambling because the this is a giant revenue stream coming in for these leagues and for them to miss out of it anywhere is going to be a huge loss. So imagine being able to be at your seat in an arena and bet on who's going to score more points in this quarter, right? Like that kind of a rush of, of, yeah. And that's something that's going to be able to happen in the arenas now. That's crazy. And I can't wait for how that's going to affect teams on an individual level as we go forward here is this is creating, uh, you know, some people have already called it a wild west sort of scenario for, for this type of thing, which is very interesting. We talked about it
0: in a, in a previous episode where the NBA and major league baseball are trying to take 1% off the top of all bets placed with respects to their leagues. Yeah. Does this now move us one step closer to that actually being a reality absolutely. or even more feasible, I guess, than a reality.
1: Yeah, it, it absolutely it brings it, uh, you know, one step closer. And now, uh, you know, the NBA has to uh, lobby the individual state governments into allowing sports gambling and designating. You know, I, it's all it's all going to depend, you know, how what sites are designated allowed for that. Right. So I, I'm willing to bet you know, I haven't been to the Vegas golden Knights arena, but I'm willing to bet there's slot machines there. I don't well, see. They're any probably reason. in the it's, bathroom. It's, if I had to give it a guess,
2: it's, it's adjacent to the MGM grand. I am certain there are slot machines
1: involved. So I, I, yeah. So we're going to get to a place where there's going to be gambling in the arenas themselves, like, right. uh, you know, sort of like at a racetrack. Right. And that's going to make, it's going to make for, for some very interesting outcomes. It actually, it, it, it's going it's to remind me, uh, you know, good to go inside baseball a little bit here. Uh, the three of us were at a Laker game.
2: <laughs> <where> <laughs> yes, we
1: were. A very rowdy fan sitting behind us had placed a potentially illegal bet on the Phoenix Suns to cover, and he spent the entire game screaming that he needed the, I believe, the Suns to be within 10 points he needed them to win by less than did he, 10. Did he oh, oh okay so he bet on the
0: lakers <laughs> yes. to
2: cover okay
0: yeah. yeah yes and luckily he was sitting directly behind me which was <laughs> great because his his beer kept spilling into my hair oh my god so uh, it was it was an actual uh you it know, was quite quite a night beer is me. good for your hair it is true you can wash your uh, you can
2: wash your hair with beer and it actually helps it grow healthier
0: yeah well i I think it was like a coors light or something like that that's not probably not good no uh john yes let me paint you a picture okay all right you're at the house watching a game all right you got a you got a new fun sports gambling app on your phone Okay, perfect. Because now it's legal in your state, right? So states right. are... states are every, App developers are all developing these apps now. Live in-game gambling. Okay. Are you going to watch more sports if you can bet live in the game? Uh, maybe so not you, I, but some. I was going to say, like, maybe not...
2: I, I might be the wrong person to point that question toward because I, I just I don't gamble. Like, I just... I'm, ask anyone who's been to Vegas with me, I play one hand of blackjack... The dealer says, "No, you're doing this wrong," and then I play a second hand, hit twenty one, and then I cash out. Like I'm, not, I'm not that's a gambler. Not, that's not
1: exactly how that story went.
2: That's not exactly <laughs> how that story went, but it's it's close. It's, it's close enough to me that that's all I remember. Um, um, but I feel as though like yes, if you are the type of person who who gets that sort of adrenaline rush, right? Like, the same type of people who are like, hey, you know, like, you can drink a beer while watching a game or you can smoke weed while watching a game or whatever, like, I feel like having that convenience available to you where you can win and or lose tremendous amounts of money at your whim, um, I feel like, yeah, like, you would watch more sports because you're increasing like the you're stimulating the neural pathways that reinforce behavior when you do something like engage in, an, in uh dopamine rush when it comes from uh gambling on sports so yeah i think you would watch more sports if you were so inclined
1: and you would watch it more closely so yes this also helps out our uh I don't know if they sponsor us yet, but they sponsor everything on ESPN. Uh, 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 Draft Kings. Yes. Draft (laughs) Kings. Yes. (laughs) This is huge for them. So, you know, daily fantasy sports is apparently the way of the future. I'm not a big fan of daily fantasy sports, but it's also a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, let's let's talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> that's, another, that's another episode. Yeah, that's an episode to itself. Um, yeah. But, you know, to be able to bet on... Like, I'm just thinking in terms of... And I've never been this kind of guy. But, like, those guys that have, you know, their man cave with, like, eight different TVs. Like, to... to, to that kind of a rush is going to be available for people. And it's a... It, I don't know that there's anything more exciting for for the kind of person who enjoys betting on who for the kind of person who enjoys gambling in that way. Um this is a, this is a very exciting moment. Yeah. And this is not all that dissimilar as to when
2: uh when um like marijuana was passed like legally. Like it's not like as long as if the money being used that's because you know this will be taxed. You wouldn't pass something like this if you couldn't tax it. Oh um, no! Like if oh, that tax, tax money went toward, you know, the, say like in Colorado and Washington, where it gets used for like infrastructure and education, like I could see this being a boon. The problem is: is this does this then become a regressive tax? Right? Is this yet another avenue for people who are? predisposed to um, spend their money frivolously, um, money that they don't have, is this another avenue for people to perpetuate their cycle of remaining poor?
1: Yes. Uh, So presently, the uh, federal government will take uh, 24% of your winnings, if you win over $5,000, the, the casino will, will actually withhold that. So if you make a bet that wins you $5,000, the casino is going to withhold 24% of that. Makes sense. And that, that goes straight to the federal government. So that, and, and that's the federal government. That's, that's mm-hmm. a Vegas casino in the federal government. Right. Uh, so we're talking about state governments, you know, a bunch of basketball teams are in, in Texas and Florida where there's already no state income tax the yeah, the sports state sponsored sports gambling is going to be heavily taxed. Yeah. And you're going to see, yeah, you're going to see like 30, 40%, you know, taken away right away. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I mean, much like the lottery in in several states. (laughs) And so New York state, for example, we have a lottery because that money is supposed to go towards education. (laughs) And, we don't do a really good job in New York state of making sure that that money gets to the right places in education. Yeah. Mm, so that, I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's a tax reform situation that needs to be looked at on a higher level, just in kind of how we, how tax dollars trickle down into the educational system. But the amount of money that a state like New York or a state like Florida or a state like Texas with, in California, with these big populations, the amount of tax dollars they are going to collect is going to be huge for these states. And, you know, obviously what happens with state tax, state taxes help fund other states that aren't as big as much as we don't think they do. They actually do. Well, and absolutely. I think that there is kind of the way we decipher where these tax dollars are going to go, really good things could happen. But again, it's the that's the whole optimism of tax money is, uh, you know, like, oh, look, we're going to have all this revenue coming into the state that we never had before. Let's do great things with it. And guess what? Drunk people like to drink. And so when the more money we bring into the state, the more the government wants to control the flow of it. And so I think this this could be a good thing. Ultimately, for the states, it's going to be a good thing for a very select few. And uh, the rest of us are just going to go broke
1: gambling. So I'd also like to bring up something else, a little, a little more political, a little less sports. Uh, one of those things where have you ever been on the side of an argument and realize and look around and realize who your allies are on this side of the argument and think, hey, wait a second. Am I wrong Yeah, because of who's the- agreeing with me? Yes. So the three Supreme Court justices who dissented from this opinion, who voted against it, it was a 6-3 decision. The Uh three judges who voted against it are Judge Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Sonia Sotomayor, and Stephen Breyer. So the three liberal judges voted against this, and the six Republican conservative, uh, Sam Alito, Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, John Roberts... Uh, they are the ones who voted for this. So, it makes sense. That, and, that and makes sense to person, me. And the first person to celebrate the tweet, of course, was New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. Of course. And so I am looking around at the people who are agreeing with my position on this. <laughs> and are we wrong? Is we're so this, this, terrible? <laughs> this goes back to my. This goes back to
2: you know what, what the point I made earlier. Like this is the wrong kind of wealth redistribution. Like, this is the opposite of Robin Hood.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, this will... No, you're, you're absolutely right, though. This will be taking money from poor people and giving it to rich yes, people. There are two there are going to happen.
2: two types of people who gamble on sports. Compulsive gamblers who don't have the money to do so. And really wealthy people who can't spend money fast enough. And that money's going to get siphoned into... That's going to line the pockets of people in the league. It's going to line the pockets of governments. It's going to line the pockets of business owners. Uh, but where that money's not necessarily going to go is to the people who actually need it. So I can understand.
0: I, You know, I, it makes sense that the Republicans would vote this in. They're very much um, proponents of kind of individualized wealth and how you spend your money. That's a very Republican cornerstone. Whereas Mm -hmm. Democrats tend to say, okay, it's, it's everybody's money or, um, you know, which, and which again, like I said, moments ago, I think tax dollars could do the right thing with the right people in power, but I don't care if it's a Democrat or Republican in power. They have the same agenda (laughs) with tax dollars. And it's too, and it's not what everybody thinks it is. Um, and so there's there needs to be reform that's it's decades away from being a reality because we got to get a lot of the same kind of people that we have in power out of power. But I think good things could come from it. Unfortunately, we're just not at that place right now, but I think this is an important step in getting to that place. Yeah, you're correct. Oh, I thought I thought you thought you guys were gone. No, <laughs> I had no, I had you hit the nail on the you, head. I yeah, had nothing you, constructive yeah, was to a, add. That was a perfect summary. I feel like we should be. <laughs> Damn!
2: Wow. In That's the never happened right on right this now.
0: show. Yeah, <laughs> like I, th- I feel well, like that was a good spot to go to. <laughs> With that, we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna come back, and Daniel's gonna dive real deep, y'all. Intelligences greater than intelligence. Greater
3: than man's Greater than man. Intelligences. Intelligences. Greater than man. Intelligences. Intelligences. greater than man. Intelligences. 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 Greater than man, Greater than man's. Greater than man.
0: You all know him as the Canadian screw up. Good job. Daniel Gigaverts. Daniel Geverts What else do they call you? You have another nickname. Hertz Hertzgeverts. Hertz Hertz Yeah. All right. If you were an injury
2: p- attorney lawyer. I was. Yeah. Hertz wow. you would n- just be.
1: You never used that moniker? I didn't. I should have. If wow. I if I had uh, stayed in that position long enough and, uh, you know, needed, needed to advertise and, and start commercials. That would have so absolutely gone. This, converts.
0: this William Matar guy tries his <laughs> damnedest to come up with a rhyme scheme for personal injury. And you have this, incre- you're, you're gifted a last name <laughs> and you're not out there peddling that around.
1: Hold on. You're, you're, it's not a huge reach for Bill Matar. His name literally rhymes with car. No, it's hurt in a car
0: called William.
1: What's his last name?
0: Matar. Matar, that's what I thought. Hurt in a car called William Matar. That's a stretch, man. That's not a stretch. No, it's not. That is a stretch. No, you're way off. I think. uh, Oh, did you get Hurts? Call Govertz.
2: That's more of a stretch than Hurt in a car called William Matar. Tell me where it
0: hurts. I'm Daniel That You could also be a a very good doctor. He's not a surgeon. He only plays one Man. on a podcast.
1: You know yeah. what? Like, this is a great example, right? So, I'm successful despite, I'm successful in my life despite that awful coaching that I just received from Greg Dennis, right? <laughs> that so, was incredible coaching. So Coach of the Year stuff. Coach of the Year just got fired. So, speaking that was the, the Brad Stevens
2: of branding.
1: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Thank the Coach you. of the Year, Coach of the Year in the NBA just got fired. We have. We have eight coaching vacancies right now in the NBA, four that were just filled and four that are, are you know, still vacant, and including the coach of the year and including, uh, you know, one of the better teams in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, we have... I, people like to think that the individual coaches matter, and what I have, you know, what I maintain and, and what I've been trying to explain is the individuals who coach the basketball teams, unless they are head and shoulders way better than everybody else, the actual coach doesn't matter. If you have the difference between the best coach in the league and an average coach, uh, according to various studies, this one that I'm going to be looking closely at uh, comes from a gentleman named uh, Shane Jensen, who writes uh columns uh, that attach that that do deep dives way deeper than this uh, tying statistics statistical analysis to statistical analysis to what we see on the court is um, his life
0: a fantasy draft
1: his life is not a fantasy draft okay just shame wrong shame uh. um, so since the NBA ABA merger the average number of wins for a team obviously is going to be 41 uh but the best teams in the league the best coaches in the league generally will get you to about 47 wins that's what his study shows six extra wins will come from having uh, a a better coach but where where do those wins come from and where most of that will come from is a longer tenure so taken on the whole, uh, the correlation between player talent and coaching longevity explains more than 60% of those six wins, uh, that teams will get, uh, that longer tenured coaches have over the rest of the league. So why do coaches get to keep their jobs longer? Because they have better players. So you'd look at someone like, uh, Greg, Greg Popovich in San Antonio, you, you could say, yeah, this team has been better than the rest of the league for the last 20 years, uh, and and you'd be right. Now, is it because Greg Popovich, Greg Popovich coached his guys to be better, or did he have Tim Duck and Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili? You know, at, would those guys have been just as good with anybody coaching them? Probably. They, You know, the talent is the talent. Um, but... So what, what the biggest change is, uh, the biggest changes come in when, when you get rid of a coach and he changes the philosophy of the team and changes the style of play. You had that this year with Dwayne Casey changing the Raptors into a significantly better team than they were, despite the roster not going through very much change at all then at the end of the year despite that they get swept by the Cavs they lose to a much better LeBron James team and that's it for Dwayne Casey the easy thing is to get rid of the coach because his money's not guaranteed and doesn't count against the salary cap and not to change any of the players but the better decision would be to keep Dwayne Casey around because changing the upheaval of changing the head coach and Subsequently, all of the assistant coaches, various schedules, uh, different personalities. That's worse for a team in the long run than just letting contracts play out, admitting that Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan aren't going to be good enough to get you past the best teams in the NBA, and keeping stability at the top. It's been shown time and time again that coaches who are around longer are Better, if for no other reason than stability. You know, you look at the NFL, and a lot of people will make fun of the Cincinnati Bengals for not going anywhere. But with Marvin Lewis as head coach, they—they they may not have—they. He's. They haven't won any playoff games. That was a terrible example. Uh, They haven't won any playoff games, but they continue to make, they make the playoffs every couple of years and they hadn't made any playoffs before he got there for, for 20 years. So, the better move is to let the contracts run out, you know, admit that Andy Dalton's not getting you anywhere and keep Marvin Lewis and keep that stability at the head of the franchise. So, that said, it's been it's long been visible to the naked eye that teams with longer tenured coaches outperform those with newly hired coaches. Teams with first-year head coaches in the NBA have historically won 36 regular season games, while those with third-year head coaches win 42 and fifth-year head coaches win 46. And thereafter, the improvement plateaus, like I said earlier, at 47 wins, six wins above league average. So it's more important to have stability at the head of an organization than it is to go out and look for the better coach because coaching as a whole is so intangible and the results that you see on the field or on the basketball court are so closely tied in with the talent of the players that making sure you have stability and a clear direction are much more important than seeing if you can find a coach who's marginally better than somebody else. Now, obviously, you throw that out when you get to someone like Brad Stevens, who is apparently just the greatest coach in the history of coaching. But the rest of these guys, I don't think it matters that much. And you see that time and time again. You have you have uh, uh, Bill Belichick was awful in Cleveland and all of a sudden he's the best coach in the NFL when he gets to New England. Why? Probably because he got Tom Brady. You, you know, in, and you have... You have examples like that happening over and over again. You know, I I think the funniest is Scott Brooks and uh, Billy Donovan, who were, you know, bad coaches, they changed jobs, they switched, they almost traded jobs. Uh, Scott Brooks went from Washington, or from Oklahoma City to Washington, was apparently a bad coach, I guess, in Oklahoma City, and now he's just fine in Washington, and Billy Donovan, who flamed out of the NBA, went back to college, came back to the NBA with Oklahoma City, and now he's a good coach again. Uh, It doesn't make any sense. These guys are all, you know, they're all basically league average, and the best return you're going to get is somewhere around in the area of six wins, so you may as well keep the stability at head coach at the top of your organization and let's stop firing coaches after one or two years because you're just halting the growth of the organization as a whole. I hope any of that made sense. It did. Yeah. It all made sense, Daniel.
2: Yes. So So I, really
0: what you're saying is Pat Riley and Phil Jackson are trash. And the only yeah. reason they did any good is because of Michael Jackson and they stuck around for a few years. Michael Jordan. Michael
1: Jackson.
0: <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs>
1: I mean you look at the you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers have had I what is it, four coaches in the history of their franchise? Three. Like three. I'm sorry, three head coaches in the history of their franchise. They're really good. Let the guys stick around and let them grow with the team. Yeah. People been, get they've... better at coaches. People get better at coaching the same way that players get better. You know what I mean? Like not everyone not every player is the same. In their sixth year in the league, as they were as a rookie, so right. Why and wouldn't plus the same like be true? Coaches, of coaches
2: don't have physical decline the way players do. Like a coach exactly. will theoretically only get better if they are dedicated to their craft and get more familiar with the ins and outs of the franchise they're working for. To a And evolve point, of with course, the game. Because shout out Rex yeah.
1: Ryan. Because you know Phil Jackson is never going to be a good coach again.
2: Let me not to not to disprove your argument because this certainly won't do this certainly won't do that poop on it John Gorman I really want to examine the quantum leap that the Golden State Warriors made in between Mark Jackson and Steve Kerr
1: sure so go ahead well I was I I was about to uh, I I mean I think Mark Jackson is a I think Below league average coach, right? So I think Mark Jackson's going to hurt the team. I don't think Steve Kerr is anything special, right? right. Now, you can, of course, hire someone who is incompetent, right? right? The, Knicks, the Knicks have shown that over and over again. Derek Fisher is an incompetent head coach. Right. But Steve Kerr looked at the team, looked at the trend of where the NBA was going, and said, Why in the world are we starting David Lee? when we have Draymond green on the team. You know what I mean? Right. So he made that change. And that's not that's not anything that that you know the one of the three of us couldn't have seen. You know what I mean? Right. Like the, the you look at the league and you're like we need to be shooting more open threes. That's what we need to be doing. That's that's where the league is going. That's where we need to be. We need to tell Steph Curry to let it fly he can apparently hit threes from 38 feet no problem and we need to run out a smaller lineup that helps us run more be more athletic and take more good three-point shots right and that's not that's not rocket science no that's it doesn't it doesn't take someone who's better at basketball to to see that and Mark Jackson didn't see it it does
2: appear as though like in addition to being a, a good coaching decision he seemed to be very good at personnel like just by the way that he constructed the roster
0: like well, i mean he's
1: not the gm
0: someone I, else I think a good coach roster. is a good gm though and i think yeah. we've seen that with a lot of teams i think coaches are a lot more influential in well, who gets certainly. drafted and who gets traded for and i think players are into that too i think you could even make the argument that maybe the GM position isn't as crucial as is the coaching not. position, maybe outside that's, of that's baseball. That's one of
1: those things that I would love if like after, I don't know, four or five years, maybe more, I don't know how long it would have to be, but I would love for like all of the GM conversations to be recorded. And then after four or five years, they all get released. Right. Like I would right. love to know that's why, I, lo- I mean, it's why everyone loved Moneyball, right? Because they put us in the room with Billy Bean as he's negotiating trades. And there was that one great example where Billy Bean sort of just swindled two other teams, getting self put into trades that other teams were doing, where he just got prospects and money for nothing, for literally right. just calling people on the phone. And like, that's not the kind of job that requires a genius. But if you are a genius, you are so much better than everybody else. But to Greg's point about the good coaches or the good GMs, now of course coaches have input on player personnel decisions, but it's been shown very recently uh, that coach slash GM is a terrible decision. Right, Stan Van Gundy and Doc Rivers, both. Yeah, Doc Rivers is still the coach in Los Angeles, but he got you know, he got stripped of his GM duties, and Stan Van Gundy just got straight up fired. So. It's not... You can't do... I don't think you can do both jobs. Now, obviously, uh, Bill Parcells famously said, you know, they want me to, to cook dinner, but they won't let me shop for the groceries, something to that effect. Yep. Um, so uh, there needs to be some input from the coach, because the coach has, you know, the coach has uh, a vision for the team and how he wants the team to play, and obviously he'll need certain players to do that. But the GM and the coach need to be different people, because... They have different roles in the player's eyes, right? Um, you know, Billy Bean, uh, This is a lot of this came out of Moneyball. Billy Bean and Art Howe had this relationship where Bean would tell Art Howe, you know, who to play. And Art Howe would be like, you want me to go to this guy and tell him he's not going to play anymore? They, you know, it's not. A, he's not a machine. You can't just sit him on the bench. I have to actually go over there and talk to him, right? So... The coach and the GM can't be the same person because they have to interact with the players completely differently. Right. Fair point.
2: Mm. Interestingly, like, i want going to mention another weird name. This one's way out of left field. I, I want to mention to you Byron Scott. Oh. Byron Scott went to the playoffs seven times in his 15-year coaching career. He won two Eastern Conference championships, both with the New Jersey Nets, back in the uh, Jason Kidd, Vince Jason Carter, Kidd, Richard Jefferson era. Um, he also coached the New Orleans, what is now the New Orleans Pelicans, to um, to the playoffs with Chris Paul as his point guard. He then suffered through the three LeBronless seasons in Cleveland. And then the the two injury-plagued Kobe Bryant seasons in L.A. to close out Kobe's career. And his win percentage took a massive nosedive (laughs) career-wise during those (laughs) final five seasons. And now, like, people, you think of Byron Scott now, and you think, well, he wasn't any good. But if you run back, like, the first ten seasons of his career... He was a very capable coach. So my question is, like, how much of that is, like, a tr- is he just a league average coach who happened to have two really good point guards yeah. at one point?
1: Yeah, I, w- I would say absolutely. Right. Yeah. If the skill existed, right, you hear yes. it a lot in, in the NFL. This guy's a quarterback whisperer. If right that was right an right actual skill if a guy could actually make your quarterback quantifiably better right that would be the most important person in sports absolutely so if that exists and i don't i don't think it does and i start, i have no evidence of it anywhere if we you got know, a little if, bit of it out in la he actually whispers in
0: the headset during <laughs> that's the game
1: <laughs> that's, that's an excellent point <laughs> he actually Sean literally whispers to his is quarterback.
0: In fact, a <laughs>
1: actual quarterback whisperer. If, you know, uh, you know, I know that Kawhi Leonard became a better shooter from when he started to where he is now, but if there is a person who can actually quantifiably make you a better shooter, again, most important person in basketball. Right. I don't know that that exists right if it wasn't within Kawhi Leonard to become a better shooter and work hard enough to do it it wouldn't have happened right like no one's going to you know like Mike D'Antoni isn't going to walk up to me and make me an NBA level shooter like it's never going to happen
0: could he at least walk up to Lonzo Ball (laughs) I mean
1: (laughs) that's that's the thing right let's start with a
0: professional basketball player let's make him good
1: If the Lakers are going to make Lonzo Ball... I don't know what the Lakers' plans are, and that's also going to be a fun show. I can't wait for NBA free agency to come around. Um, If the Lakers' plans are resting with Lonzo Ball, they need a coach who can make someone a better shooter. And I don't know that they have that. I don't know that Luke Walton is that. Was was Luke Walton even a good shooter? I don't think Luke Walton was a good shooter. I think he was known to be... I think people thought he was a good shooter because he was wiped. Like ah, that's the, one john, of the no, john stockton like
0: effect yeah of course i know it well
2: <laughs> john well, stockton was gritty
1: yeah oh yeah real oh, gritty real 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 gritty high player. motor guy oh speaking of stuff from like a decade ago wasn't there a deadspin article about where they used they they, they made it into like an interactive graph right where you could pick a word like gritty or or fast and it would tell you if it mostly described white players or black players. I do remember that. I do vaguely
2: remember. I don't know how I would Google that. No, me <laughs> that one's, that one's just lost in the bowels of the internet. But but I definitely do don't want to Google that on a work computer. No, no certainly not. not.
1: Very few no. of the things uh, we mention in our tangents should be Googled on a work computer. Never. Except for, except for flint Manitoba.
0: Never Google strawberry bush from a word computer.
1: <laughs> Lesson learned many years ago. Speaking <laughs> of never Google, I love that. Uh, is it Kent Bazemore? Kent Bazemore's nickname is don't Google. What? I think it's Kent Bazemore. Yeah. I Because Bazemore is actually like some awful skin disease. Oh, um, God. So if you Google the word Bazemore you'll get images of this like horrendous skin disease. I think it's Ken Baysmore.
0: <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to Google this. Well, with that, you know what people should Google? Uh, Shane's life is a fantasy oh. draft.
1: Uh, just Google Shane's pod.
0: Yeah. Shane's, Shane's pod. It's less characters. Go to Shane's pod, go to Shane's life. You go to Apple podcasts, just type in Shane's life and you will get enough information to put this in your ears although you're already listening to it so you probably already found it
2: tell your friends
0: yeah, tell your tell friends, your friends yeah. to Google us. do that. yeah, yeah. refer not. a friend send us a fan email yeah see what send
2: happens fan email. preferably with english as your first language or just written by a human yeah
0: oh, oh i'm Gorman, sorry work guys in... it
1: wasn't it wasn't kent baseman it was evan fournier oh uh, yeah of course no, the i'm not doing that of course
0: I know what that is. Uh, John Gorman, where can the good people of the internet find you on? Uh, You can find me
2: at johngorman.co, the .co. Got fresh content up there about how you don't deserve love. (laughs) Uh, Not you guys specifically, but no one ever. I don't.
0: I definitely don't.
2: Um, And you can find all my pretty pictures and occasionally stories about sports. Here at Hey Gorman on Instagram,
1: Daniel goverts go. Uh, you can find me by googling uh, Evan Fournier, <laughs> 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 or at uh, Don't Take My Name on Twitter, Shadespot on Instagram. <laughs> Greg, uh, where where can the good people find you? Don't
0: Google uh, Greg. You can you can. Google most handsomest person on the planet and find me easily on about the one millionth search result. I'll be there. Um, other than that, you can find me at team. Gramyo Life Away or Snapyo Life Away or Shane's Pod because I do like to get I, like, I do like to get gritty on
1: the Shane's Pod. To be fair, if you Google most handsome person in NYC and look up yep. the images, the first couple photos are guys that kind of look like you. Well,
0: they're probably in much better shape than I am. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No question. Yeah. Well, like Thanks, you tried.
0: Guys. But look, I will. I hit the roads. I'm back. I am in full marathon training mode right now. Are OK. Actually I will be running. I will be running the New York City Marathon in November. Very cool. November 2020. November as in 2018. Wow. <laughs> this year I will be crapping my pants around mile 25.
1: There's only 23 miles in a marathon. Nope, there's, there's 26.2. If you
0: there's ran 26. a marathon, oh, I it was 23.1. You do what? a really poor job. If you Dan ran 23
2: like, miles of a marathon, you will be very disappointed with your finish. Daniel Man, Daniel gets
0: cool. to 23.1. He's just like, yeah, I did <laughs> it. And everyone's like, why is this guy <laughs> celebrating? He's still has three more miles to go. This guy's still got a 5K <laughs> to put down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. gentles. Let's uh, let's say goodbye to the good people. We're going to play a little John Gorman ditty. Because that's, that's all we can afford. Uh, shout out to uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, Flint Flon,
1: Flint Flon, Manitoba. We've talked about him a couple times today. We see. You. Can't we fly see to Flint Flon. We learned. We learned uh, after the show yesterday that you cannot fly to Flint Flon, Manitoba. They don't let you.
0: That really sad. John Gorman, you need to go pick up your guitar and write a song called "You Can't Fly to Flint Flon." Or okay. Daniel Gavertz just bought a guitar today. Maybe you could pen us a little something. There, how, about, yeah, how about? You how about? How about? How about a song called "She Flown to Flin Flon"? Yes, that needs to happen. Yep. <laughs> Within the next two weeks, we will be playing a brand new John Gorman song, and it will mention flying to Flin Flon. That's right. All right, everybody. Until next week. Blom,
3: bomb, Sheldon, Good night. And I'll
1: God, talking tight. like a chocolate cover, lemonade
3: fresh fruit from the well. She's saving up to be the sort of trouble that coronas can't chase away. Cut up the lime, baby, finish the rhyme. Yeah, the sun still shines today. Miami got a mind out of sight, tracing her face in the pale moonlight. Fresh burnt fireflies, they don't lie, no they won't lie here. Yeah. I can play blackjack blind, by the lightning, air my mind. Turn away the ocean tide. But I just can't figure out What rise they silently shout Oh, can't turn the tears to wine Oh, I can't turn her tears to wine Absorbs the ash, baby, but the smoke's still out of reach. Breathe deep, deep enough to dive down through the heavens and in the cloud. Nine, oh, it's her, that's where I belong with my blom bombshell. And my troubles long gone. In my hammock, out of mine, out of sight. Tracing her face in the pale moonlight. Fresh burnt fireflies, baby, don't lie. No, they won't lie, here. Yeah. I can play blackjack blind. Bottle lightning in my mind. Turn away the ocean tide. But I just can't figure out what arise. They silently shout. Oh, oh turn to wine, oh, whoa yeah. My hammock got a mind out of sight, tracing her face in the pale moonlight. Fresh burnt firefly, baby, don't lie. No, they won't. Jack blind, by the lightning air my mind Turn away the ocean tide But I just can't figure out How to rise there silently, shout Can't yeah, turn her tears to wine, oh can't turn her to tears to wine yeah.